Hey everyone, welcome to Hot and Bravo. I'm Armin. And I'm still getting used to the fact that we're now on Hot and Bravo and we're doing an only Bravo feed. We are on a brand new podcast on the same network, the Butter Pop Podcast Network. Same network, new name. New name, new home. Well, technically we're the using same, the same equipment. Same home. In the same studio. Same home. I'm not I'm not going <laughs> anywhere else. Sorry. <laughs> I drive far enough to get here. <laughs> uh, but... I mean, it is a new logo, it is a new name, it is a new feed, and I'm so excited to dedicate an entire feed to Bravo TV. It's about time. It deserves its own feed. Honestly, welcome to my brain. So everyone who's coming uh, from the Butter Pop podcast, all Ron's recaps going forward will be here. You guys are great. Yeah, thank you so much for following us for years over there on Butter Pop. Continue to follow Butter Pop, of course, for uh, pop culture rundowns. Uh, but it's hot and bravo time. It's hot and bravo time, baby. It's time to get hot and bothered by hot and bravoed. Ooh. Oh, is that is that what the name is? <laughs> is that where oh you drew God. inspiration? I understand now. Uh, for those of you tuning in for the first time, uh, yeah, Welcome. we had a podcast. We still have a podcast called Butter Pop on the self-titled Butter Pop Podcast Network, where we've done Bravo recaps for years, but we've decided to spin off all bravo content to hot and bravo and we'll be covering bravo even more here than we ever did before we're so excited you can follow us on social media if you'd like at hot and bravo on twitter and instagram that's h-o-t-n-b-r-a-v-o-d and uh camille we actually have a major special offer do you want to tell the listeners how they can enter to win a free Hot and Bravo t-shirt. So all you have to do is go to Instagram. You can go to either at buttered underscore pop or our brand new Hot and bravo Instagram. There's going to be a post with two people in t-shirts and they'll have all the information that you need, all the instructions for how to enter. You have until February 28th. 10 people are going to win t-shirts. So your chances are better than if it was just one. <laughs> And that's really And exciting. a little worse than if it was 11. Exactly. Well said. But Thank better you. than nine. The t-shirts are really soft. They're really cute. You'll be supporting us. We will give you some shirt. You'll love it. It'll be super fun. And then you can represent us. Yeah. And we have men's and women's tees. We have all sizes. All sizes. We're going to ship it out free. So it's totally free. free. 100% free. We don't do a giveaway and then charge you shipping. And if you look at the shirts, I think y'all are going to really like it. It's the logo. It's the Hot and Bravo logo on a shirt. What more can you want? What more can you want? We'll have some more merch later, but you guys are getting it on the ground floor. Exactly. The cool stuff. And free. Yeah. Free merch. Free. So, Camille, should we get to the recap? Let's do it. So, Dolores and Melissa are pissed that Jennifer mm-hmm. broke the glass. And her, like, beads. More importantly, looks insane mm-hmm. and like wields the glass like the broken yep. shard, like a, like shiv, a shiv, as Dolores said. And um, yeah, Dolores and Melissa are really pissed. However, <laughs> Teresa, not so pissed. Nope. Teresa, in fact, says she thinks uh, Margaret is the toxic one. I can't. So because of this. Melissa wants to talk with Teresa because they sort of left off in a bad place. Mm-hmm. And it's it's starting to like, the issue is not about them, 
but it's starting to come back to their relationship, which they've worked so hard to, you know, resolve and get to the place that they are now. Although in the beginning of the season, Camille, they were not in a good place. But better than before. Remember you speculated that they were kind of being phony to each other all this time that they had this quote unquote repaired relationship? Yeah. Do you think this is all for show or maybe just for Teresa and Joe to be able to have a close bond as brother and sister? And in reality, they secretly hold a grudge against each other? Or do you think they genuinely have like moved past, you know, the like the times of season three, season four, and season five? I think that they're always gonna have a little bit of like a headbutt situation because they just are so similar, even though none of them, neither of them wants to admit it. But I do think that they've put they've put a lot of this past them. And at this point, there's so much going on with their family life and all that stuff that they're kind of just like sweeping it under the rug. And is that officially getting over it? I don't know. But, you know, whatever. Not really. It works. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I think they just want to keep the peace. I think that's really what it is at the, at the end of the day. It's... It's all about just like, you know, being okay with each other for the family's sake. I'm really curious how much time they spend together outside of filming. Me too. Because based on Teresa's Instagram, there's like no Melissa. But then again, I was also like, would they post about each other? Like, I feel like Teresa... You spend a lot of time with someone. She, Teresa posts photos with a lot of friends, but none of them are Bravo Lebs. Dina. I guess there is LA. Dina. Yeah. Dina. Yeah, I mean, well, the whole LA Andy's baby shower thing that took over social media well, for a few Dina days. Well, Dina wasn't at the baby shower, but she went to Nobu with her. Right. If of that's not LA, I don't know what it's is. It's like the most LA thing you could do. <laughs> but yeah, like since we launched Hot and Bravo, I've been paying attention to all the Bravo celebrities' Instagrams a lot more, and I just don't see a lot of interaction between Teresa and Melissa to be honest I'm pulling so, it up right now you're pulling it up you're doing some on-air research I have to yeah it could be that they just tolerate each other for both the family and the show and I think that's kind of why their relationship is always kind of flirting with falling apart right like the beginning of this season and now they're getting to another argument Jackie was getting between them it's because their relationship is so fragile. Um, <laughs> I kind of really loved Jennifer telling Bill about the Cabo oh trip. God. He had some gems in there. I honestly <laughs> like started the show off being really anti him. And now I'm kind of like, okay, like I see what you're doing here. Okay, I'm into it. I think he really does kind of ground Jennifer in a lot of in a lot of instances and and just kind of keeps it real with her. He tries to ground her. Yeah, he tries. She's Does it work? she's you know what? She's a free spirit. She's her own woman. <laughs> Good for her. But I like that he's like upfront with her. And he's not going to be like, "Oh, well, just because you're my wife, I'm going to back you 100%. I'm going to tell you if you're wrong, but I'll still support you." Like obviously. Yeah, I think he backs her 100%. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like 100% supportive. But he's always game to give some constructive criticism. Sure, yeah. He always does. Like with the whole incident with Jackie's article. Right. He said there was nothing wrong with the article. Yeah. <laughs> but he still supported Jennifer. When Jennifer said she was going to talk to Jackie, right. he's like, I know you will. Yeah. <laughs> and he also was like, uh, well, you do say that a lot. 
can, he tries he to be the be, neutral yeah, observer. He can be kind of, you know, unbiased. I do like, though, when Jennifer told Bill about what Margaret said in Cabo about him. Mm-hmm. He was like, wait, should I talk to Margaret? <laughs> and Jennifer was like, oh, no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish we got that. Could Me you imagine too. Bill and Margaret kind of dueling? I feel like he's so level-headed, he's not about to fight with somebody. No, but that's why it would have been good, because yeah. they're both very logical right. and intelligent. Right. It would have been kind of a good back and forth, even if it ended sure. amicably. Sure, sure. I just would have loved to see that, like, know. the repartee between the two. My hope is that next season, Danielle wrongs Jennifer, and then Jennifer fully turns to the Margaret side of things. Well, you know that always happens with Danielle. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's the cycle of, of Danielle. Except for Teresa, she went backwards. Maybe that's a part of the cycle. We just haven't seen it long <laughs> sure, enough. But, sure. you know, Danielle wrongs you. You flip a table. Eight years later, you apologize to her daughter. And then the cycle repeats itself. I need that to be over. I need <laughs> this cycle to be over. <laughs> we need another table flip. I need a table flip. Like, Has tomorrow. there been a sequel to that book yet? Engaged I'm 27 hoping. times? Honestly, where's the book? How many times has she been been engaged since uh, 2009? I think it's 39 now. 39, yeah. Just Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? She's no, but, running out of years to be engaged. Oh, she'll do it till the end of time. <laughs> she'll be getting engaged, engaged long after we're dead. She'll be like the guy who Anna Nicole Smith was married to, <laughs> but have like a, like a young boy. She's going to become like an oil baron. Yeah, yeah, somehow. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to marry some, like, Vine star. (laughs) (laughs) No, whatever the hell Vine is in 2073. (laughs) Some 19-year-old. It's going to be so weird. Oh, man. But my favorite quote from Bill uh, in regards to the whole constructive criticism thing, when Jennifer uh, was like, yeah, so I broke the glass and I held it up to, to Melissa's face, he's like, that's just crazy. I'm not mad. But I think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. like that, that's, that's Bill in a nutshell. That's <laughs> that Bill really in a is nutshell. Bill in a nutshell. So, uh, Camille, then Uh-oh. we get Margaret and Teresa having lunch together. Trying to talk things out because clearly Teresa has decided to side with Danielle in all of this. Um, although Teresa tries to claim that she's not really siding with anyone, but... She said She's Margaret's obviously siding with someone. Exactly. And it's the wrong choice. So Teresa at the lunch claims that she's only evaluating everything based on what she sees. So when Margaret tells her about what's been going on, uh, not in front of anyone else, not in front of Teresa, but in front of the camera. So we do yeah. have evidence. Um, Teresa's like, well, you know, I haven't seen it. So it doesn't matter to me. Well, Margaret explains, look, there's more to the story. And Teresa at least ultimately relents. She says, look, Danielle hasn't done anything wrong to me, but you also haven't done mm-hmm. anything wrong to me. Uh, and so she wants to maintain friendships with both Danielle and Margaret. And Margaret concedes that. She agrees with Teresa. She doesn't want to get in between Teresa and Danielle's relationship, although she wants Teresa to open her eyes a little mm-hmm, bit more to Danielle's mm-hmm. ways. But we know Teresa, she's you know loyal to a fault. And uh, they ultimately do, I guess, get over. And I guess Teresa no longer thinks Margaret's toxic. I don't know. Camille, what do you think about all this? I think that Teresa's in a like a peaceful stage right now. And she doesn't want to be fighting with any of these people. After all, Like she does work with them. And she's going to have to see them. I don't think she really wants to be feuding with any of them. That's why she's 
for the most part, okay with Jackie now. And like, you know, just, uh, and she smoothed things over with once her mortal enemy, Danielle Staub. So I think she's, she's on this path where she wants to be amicable with everyone. Margaret and her have not had any issues up until this point. And even this issue isn't even between them. So like, I hope this is like legit and I hope that she's kind of reevaluating. I think, you know, after hearing Dolores and really taking a step back and thinking about what happened at the, you know, at the, uh, the dinner and or whatever it was in Cabo and just like everything that happened in Cabo and like, you know, just hearing out Margaret, I feel like she understands that there's two sides and she doesn't know both sides. She was only listening to one side and reacting to things that she was hearing about the family, which is a huge trigger for Teresa, obviously. So I'm hoping that this sticks. I don't know if it will last because Margaret is going to push Danielle in or Marty in a pool. <laughs> so oh, I, can't I wait for am that. literally, I've not, I've been every morning I get up and I hope that that's on TV. It's so good. We've been waiting for that since the season preview. It's been Do you think on the season a, preview. A pool push is greater than a table flip. Oh, I kind man. of do. I kind of not do. Teresa's not table Teresa's flip. table flip, but like it. What's the what's the bigger power move? Like the median, <laughs> <laughs> the like the median pool push is better than the median table throw. Right, table flip. And if you guys want to see a really good pool push just to like get you get you ready for this. The goat of all This is literally pool I've pushes. never seen a better pool push. I mm. might have never seen a better disaster of a like housewives event. I've never than... seen a better takedown. Like an utter <laughs> domination, pure takedown, embarrassment. We met at twist, okay? Met at twist. <laughs> no, I saw you at twist, okay? Okay, it's Miami, Real Houses of Miami, season two. I have uh, no idea what episode it is, but it is when Lisa Hochstein has this like lingerie party, which is also like a charity event or it's something. It's to raise awareness and funds for breast cancer. Okay, right, right, right. For breast cancer research. Which is really fitting because this entire episode, everyone is in lingerie and they're also fighting. So nipples are out everywhere. So if that... Not, she's not kidding. No. The whole episode has blurred spots <laughs> throughout it like constantly because the I guess the lingerie wasn't, wasn't meant to hold in. anything in it's probably they're being a little prude it was probably like a little bit showy oh you think like, so well, it was more is, the yeah. censors then that's kind yeah, of okay. what I'm wondering but I, who knows anyway um there is a pool push and just a fight in general that isn't even the main fight <laughs> of this episode this series of episodes I think it's two-parter. This might be another to-be-continued. But... Definitely. It is bananas. Somebody... It's all, like, in the background, because, like, again, they're Y'all need not, to watch it to you really... You just need to, to watch to it. Like, the I can't scope even explain to is. you how phenomenal... By the way, the Girls Gone Wild creator is there and stirring up a bunch of <laughs> Joe shit. Joe Francis. Joe Francis. But this is how epic this pool push truly is. The pool push causes... Because the pool push was so <laughs> massive, a like wave of water goes and spills onto the DJ booth, wrecking apparently $20,000 worth of equipment or something like that. It's an exaggeration. Uh-huh. I think they were exaggerating, right? But there was a bunch of equipment. It was actually good. They hired a DJ, so it was very you know fancy and, and expensive. Wrecks the DJ equipment. 
So then for the rest of the party, this is like the middle or beginning of the party, there is no music. <laughs> and it's like an utter disaster. It, that, and mind you, this is the culmination of the pool push. Well, actually, it's not even the culmination because that happens. There's way more things that happens after that. Anyway, we I will can't wait do, for the Marty Okay, pool push. guys, I promise we will do a house's history on Miami. Oh, it's happening. Whether you want it or not, I'm, I'm even if I have to do it talking to myself, I, I will. The people voted for, we had it on a poll. People were into it. People were into it, but the people voted for Real Housewives yeah. of Dallas season two. I will make sure it happens. Anyway. It will happen. How about we talk about Margaret's event now? Speaking of pool parties and eventual pushes into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so basically, Margaret has this wonderful idea um, to like rethink to d- develop a line of like hospital gowns that are not like your typical hospital gown. They're like kind of costumes for little kids who are in you know in the hospital with dealing with leukemia, dealing with any kind of disease. I think this is beautiful. I'm in tears the whole time. I'm feeling like I'm gonna cry right now just thinking about it. It's really lovely. So obviously this isn't a place where anyone is going to get into a fight with anyone else. But it is the first time that all the ladies are seeing Jennifer for the first time. Um, and and a lot of them are seeing each other for the first time since Mexico. So all the husbands have been filled in. All the husbands are coming. Danielle's not invited. Thank God. I will commend Jennifer. She goes straight up to Dolores and apologizes. And even before that, Jennifer and Margaret reconcile. Oh, right. Yeah. They oh, reconcile. Right. I completely forgot. Margaret and Bill embrace. Yeah. And there's this cute little moment where Margaret goes, no cocktailing between us. <laughs> because the common de- denominator is the cocktails. Yeah, like That's right, always right. what spurs on the drama between these two. Yeah. Otherwise, they have actually always been pretty good together. Yeah, they're fine. There's no real tension. For the most part. For the most part. Um, after, but yes, then there's the Dolores yeah. reconciliation. After she, uh, you know, goes and apologizes to Dolores, Dolores is like, you gotta go talk to Melissa. She goes and apologizes to Melissa. Also very amicable. It's all pretty, it's all pretty mellow. It's, it's kind it's of funny though, Melissa though, she did hold firm for a second there. She did. She really wanted to. she, she gave in. But that's what I liked. You yeah. Know, I liked that Melissa did want to convey how threatened she felt mm-hmm. you know she was and how like it was look really odd because she's never had any issues with her if anything melissa's been pretty neutral when it comes to jennifer you right know, just the only thing is she that hasn't really been anti-jennifer yeah her alliance is to jackie obviously right but that's pretty much it so yeah when the article comes out she's going to side with jackie yeah. of course but she's never gone out of her way to attack jennifer no. there's no there's really no reason for Jennifer to have ever done that, but I appreciated that she went up to her and she was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think she it said, she was like, I was completely out of line when I broke yeah. that glass, but I love when Melissa was like, don't ever break a glass in my face ever again. <laughs> and she was joking, she yeah. was smiling, but there was a tinge of truth there. I mean, hey, that's a that's a fair request. But also, that's like a pretty scary thing to see happen in front of you. Like, This isn't one of those Housewives moments where they blow something totally out of proportion this isn't like a ramona mountain out of a whole mill sure moment. it's also not a who are you to get me wet who are you to get me wet well we know no, nobody uh <laughs> nobody makes a mountain out of a molehill more than ramona which is why it's ironic she didn't know that idiom but 
Th- probably probably not ironic. It probably <laughs> makes sense that she doesn't know it because she's always doing that. It's ironic, but understandable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is not one of those cases. I no. mean, that's, that's, that's serious shit. Like breaking yeah. the glass and then holding a shard of it, like a sharp, edgy glass to someone's face. That's like that's so crazy. Weird. That's so weird. But I feel like Jennifer was tr- actually just doing it for the dramatics. Like, yeah. There was no real threat involved, but you just don't do that. Just, yeah. That's a, that's, you know, we're going to put that in Housewives 104. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Leanne learned this lesson two seasons ago. Seriously. But then she did it again. Did she hold a shard, though? I can't remember. No, she just, like, threw it down. She just threw it, And right. then her weird belt, like, broke. <laughs> I think maybe she had pearls, Didn't too. she say her hands were knives, though? Or, like, oh, these are these knives. Are- these are just hands or whatever. <laughs> They're not knives. They're just hands. <laughs> what it's are a you great impression. talking about? But yeah, I mean, it's funny, Camille, that you opened by saying like this couldn't be a place of fighting. It turned out like not just not a place of fighting, but a place of reconciliation. I mean, how can you not? Like True. this is such a beautiful event. And We've actually seen a lot of... Uh, amazing outreach this season mm-hmm. yeah by Dolores yes now Margaret I can't <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> well two I mean two for six that's pretty good Teresa to bodybuilding Teresa helping out Danielle Staub oh I mean that's all, that's charity in that's and of chari- itself <laughs> being Danielle Staub's friend is as charitable as it gets pretty much pretty much a peak <laughs> no you know you, who- that's a tax write-off who has been more charitable than Frank Catania? Oh, how did we forget? Lending his services Let's left and right. <laughs> Let's be frank about this. Lending his services left and right. Flipping houses. Flipping houses. Therapy. A father. But on a real note. <laughs> so good. Wearing suits that make it look like he's going to rip them off. Physical training. House flipping. Physiological advice. <laughs> Physiological. Well, his whole knowledge of uh, the body in regards to Teresa and what she had to do to keep her uh, sure, sure. cortisone levels, right? <laughs> sure. I'll take it. You're, it's a stretch, but I'll take it. Advice giving. I could go on and on. <laughs> How about the great piece of advice he gave his son? Don't waste your money on whores and boats. I mean... Thanks, Dad. I hold that advice uh, near and dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad if there's nothing else you learned that this season. I learned one thing. And should, that's, we, uh, uh, should we talk uh, Rosenthorn? Let's do Rosenthorn. So for our new listeners out there, the Rosenthorn segment is where Camille and I pick a winner and loser of the episode. Of course, the rose goes to the winner and the thorn goes to the loser. So Camille, who is your rose for this episode? Can I say Frank? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You didn't appear once, but I'll, I'm always willing to give the rose to Frank. Um, I'll give my rose to... Um, I'm going to give my rose to Margaret. Yes. Because love I love pick. this event. I love this, um, I love this concept for hospital gowns. Um, and I just think that this was really beautiful. And my thought... Can I do two roses? Sure. <laughs> Cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a rose 
but like a like a redemption rose to Jennifer because right. I think that it was very big of her to make this like full circle this episode and to go from from a pretty low low and still have enough ability to self-reflect and be like, look, I, I fucked up. And not be too prideful. And not be too prideful. And I feel like she came and it was very, it seemed very genuine, in my opinion. She came to every single person literally like down the line and was like, look, I fucked up. Look, I'm sorry. I'm glad we can be friends. I thought it was big of her. So I want to give it to her. Because I don't think I've given it to her yet. It was like speed dating, but speed apologizing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really was. It really was. My rose is going to Melissa. Ooh. Because early in the episode, I love that Melissa confronted Teresa. If you remember in that conversation, uh, Melissa, you know, not only wanted to make sure that she was in a good place with Teresa, but she also wasn't afraid to call her out. She said to Teresa that we've always been all about family and not letting other housewives call out other housewives' kids. Mm -hmm and call out other housewives' husbands, and you're just glossing over the fact that Danielle was targeting Margaret's kids. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier in this recap, Camille, that Teresa has been very one-sided in her analysis, right. in her observations. So Teresa will criticize Margaret for talking about Jennifer's husband and talking about family, mm-hmm. but somehow she just totally ignores the fact that Danielle is talking about Margaret's family. Yeah, and worse kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Teresa has been turning a blind eye to certain people's actions because she's biased, frankly. Right. She's, she's biased. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank and Tanya. Let's be about frankly. This. So I really respect that Melissa, in a moment that was tense and could have gone either way, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and their relationship could have frayed even further, um, she not only like repaired their relationship in that moment or made sure that shit didn't get worse she also was still willing to call Teresa out mm-hmm. that was huge and at the very end of the episode the fact that she forgave Jennifer was big of her because she didn't really have to she didn't have to she could have written her off yeah, yeah. like that was violent this and was scary a good episode for Melissa actually she's my rose and I loved I mean this is technically last episode but it was to be continued so I'm gonna lump yeah. it in here but I loved it when when she goes you picked the wrong girl or whatever. That is my favorite type of, that's my favorite brand of Melissa. Like there was that one, uh, I think it was like season like four, three or four, something like that, where she, like Teresa, I don't know. There's some reason that Melissa and Teresa are fighting and she's like, you want to go? You want to go? Like, I love that. (laughs) So I love to see that Melissa back. (laughs) Melissa's my favorite. She just has a great control of her environment currently. And it's impressive to watch. Oh, you go, Melissa. My thorn goes to Danielle Staub because why the hell not? I don't even Honestly, think she was in this episode. I, that was a that was like a you know, a given for me. Like <laughs> I figured that, that was like implied. She was in it for like a few minutes, maybe. It doesn't matter. Minute. She is permathorn. She's my permathorn. So nobody else is a thorn to me. I agreed with your take on Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Who could have been the thorn? Could have been the thorn. But like you said, the the redemption rose. I like that, actually. We should do that more often. A redemption rose. So um, it has to go to Danielle Staub because who else can get the thorn on The Real Housewives of New Jersey but Danielle Staub? Uh, Until next week when it's Marty. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, he might get the redemption rose because poor guy got (laughs) thrown in a pool. (laughs) I really can't wait. All right, Camille, 
Well, thank you so much for doing uh, the Ron's recaps with me as always. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. I'm really sad that this is the penultimate. I know. Of the season. Ron's is almost over, but <sighs> listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you join us next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week for the finale, for the pool push. <laughs>